0: Hours of the Fury is brought to you by Red Nation Online. Find us on Twitter at Red Nation Online and at OIT Fury. Welcome to episode 68 of Our Sister Fury. With us today is Tim. Hello. Kendra. Hi. And John. No Ryan again, but he should be back for sh- for real this time next week. For real. For realsies. <laughs>
1: I'll believe it when I see Whenever
0: it. Whenever Ryan doesn't show up, we lose the next game, so...
1: <laughs> <gasps> Don't say that.
0: <laughs> also, well, when he shows up, we lose <laughs> the next game. <laughs> right, so it can't be that. Okay. But yeah, we did lose another game, this time against our Canadian cousins at uh, FC Edmonton. Ugly to watch game that, um, yeah, I didn't even want to re-watch it for <laughs> educational purposes because it was just ugly all around. Uh, very hard to find positive or redeeming character, like uh, qualities of this game. What did you, uh, well, Let's let's start with the lineup. <laughs> Tim, how did they line up? <laughs> uh Pizer, nets
2: porter timbo Alves, and making his uh fury debut was rich balkan. balkan so
0: yeah the difference here was that porter was on the left instead of normally on the right because de Jong was out with an with a small uh, knee injury um, and uh steel to guzman
2: bailey in the mids, with vered hayworth and paulo jr up front
0: so there, no changes to the last game, pretty much, except Barrett playing on the left instead of on the right. So Barrett and Paul Junior, I think, changed positions, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And Bruna wasn't starting because uh, he's still out with an injury. Hopefully he'll be fit for the next one. But for this one, he wasn't. And um, you could tell that they were tired. It was their fourth away match in a row. It was Edmonton, which is a pain to get to. It's a painful pitch. It was cold. Uh, No one really seemed like they wanted to be there. (laughs) The production on the on the television (laughs) set.
1: There weren't very many people in the stands either.
0: Yeah, this game was
2: was bad. If I was a a neutral, I would have either fallen asleep or changed the channel after the
0: twenty fifth minute. Yeah, I probably would have watched curling instead.
1: Can you imagine if this was like the first NASL game you've ever seen? (laughs) Jesus. (laughs)
0: But uh, I'm sure the Eddies are happy with the result. Uh, the goals came in the second half, right, Bloggy? Yeah, actually, uh, Edmonton's second touch
2: went in the back of the net after uh, the worst kickoff routine I've ever seen in my life.
1: <laughs> I wasn't even aware that the game had started, and all of a sudden I was like, yeah, the... <laughs> goal for us, Edmonton. I was like, oh, God.
0: And neither did the players, Kendra. <laughs> the players were still in the dressing room with their heads. Oh, so. man. Yeah, so basically the ball came
2: back to Alves after the kickoff. He gave a bad pass to Pizarro and kicked it out for the corner. And then, of course, Niasi puts it in and Albert Watson puts it
0: puts it past Pizarro with his head. And uh, what we haven't even mentioned yet is that Julian de Guzman went off pretty much in the middle of the first half. In the 28th minutes, I think it was due to an injury. So um, we had uh, Mauro Yostakio come in early, which was, of course, great, but... When the Canadian captain walks off the pitch, that's never good. Um, yeah, I look like a hamstring.
2: I don't think it would have mattered to the results of whatsoever, but hopefully he can heal up and be back uh, on Saturday.
1: Yeah, he definitely has like a really strong leadership quality, and I think um, you really notice when he's not there. So um, it's great when he is there, but I always like kind of hold my breath so he doesn't get injured. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it must be tough for him on 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 these plastic pitches and stuff. In NASL, you can't just be the, like some of the divas in the MLS that that won't play on the artificial turf. You gotta suffer through it. So. <laughs>
1: <Tough>. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> I
0: didn't want to say it. But.
1: <laughs> Everyone knows.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, speaking of of people that can produce chances, uh, Paulo Junior did have a chance, but. Um, I think that was pretty much the only one for the game. Tim, can you describe that chance to us that he had in the first half?
2: Yeah, he made nice a nice little run past the defenders, went one on one with the, the keeper Van Ockel, and just kind of, you know, kept it a little late, and Van Ockel was able
0: to snuff it out, which was literally the only chance we had. And Kendra, how did you see the red this time around?
1: Um, he was he was pretty good. Um, I think I thought like I mean like we've mentioned before he looked a bit tired um but again he was still like fighting for the ball and like fighting for uh to get in front of the net and he just like kept going um where uh you might not expect him to and so it's still his worth work ethic is very high and really impressed with him so far um so hopefully he can you know just keep doing the same and uh the goals will probably come for him so
0: Absolutely. Like, one of the most frustrating aspects um, of watching the Fury of the last f- four games, and especially this game, is the lack of producing chances, right? Like, if we were producing one chance after the other and we just can't score, I could live with that because that's bad luck. Yeah. But we're not even getting there. We're yeah. The ball is not getting into the final third, and... If if someone you know shoots it, it's usually from very far out, and it goes like towards the corner flag. <laughs> like that's how bad it was. Like I'm not exaggerating. Yeah,
1: and I mean they can hold the ball great in the middle, but that doesn't really help us very much if we can't get it, you know, to the net.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But. Yeah. So who scored our only goal, Tim? So far. Fred. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Keep playing. Yeah, he's, he he at least. Looks like he's trying his 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 best, and he's giving it his all. And um, hopefully, the fans can push them at home. The we hope that everyone will be behind them, despite this bad start. We gotta support the Fury, and when um, we're playing at home, and we'll get to that later. We're uh, hope hopefully we'll give them some extra motivation. Um, yeah, the Fury just showed no sign of being a threat whatsoever. The subs came fairly late in the game, and. They were the predictable subs. Um, it was Chin that came up for came in for Vered, who was absolutely knackered at this point. And then Oliveira came very late in the game, in the eighty fourth minute, um, so he didn't have enough time to make an impact. He came in for Johnny Steele.
1: Um, how do you guys feel about Chin? Like I don't understand why he's not starting, but um, maybe that's just because I really like the way he plays. Do you guys feel that he should be starting, or that it's justified that he's on the bench for the first?
0: I can see why you would bring him late because he's such a fast player, so the idea is to catch the opponent on the counter okay. when they're already exhausted. But yeah, you could also argue to start him and then take him off when, when, once he's tired. Um, what I've seen from him in, in preseason was great. He's really, really, really fast and um, he has a, you know, a drive for goal and he can score. But what I find more disconcerting is that the subs are so predictable. Like, whether we're winning 1-0 or we're down 1-0, we're putting chin on for, for a winger. <laughs> like, other coaches who've got to see this. And
2: yeah, I think that goes more towards the injuries we had.
0: Yeah, that's true, Yeah, too. We, were really,
2: we had a short bench, I don't think, with injuries that it was even shorter. But the problem I had with the subs or the lack of subs was before this, yeah, the enemy's second goal was like... You can tell there was absolutely no spark. There's no creativity in this team going forward. I'm like, bring someone on like to Make show... Make a change, yeah. Yeah, but just waited too long. And then, of course, the Edies put the second goal away. And...
0: Yeah, the second goal came in the 69th minute. Since we have no goal to describe for us, uh, Blocks, why don't you describe uh, it? Long ball uh, to Timbo. I guess Timbo
2: misjudges it. Gets ahead on it, but only enough for the... Eddie's forward uh, Jake Keegan to pounce on and make Pizer and Alves look foolish while he puts it in the back of the net
1: yeah. It pretty much went straight to his foot from yeah. Timbo's head
0: Poor <laughs> 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 Timbo, he's really not having the easiest start at the Fury But let's not forget, like, we have to be patient with the coach and with our players because I remember when Ryan Richter first debuted Mm. and like, his first couple games, he was absolutely awful, and then he turned into one of our most important players in our defense, so. Yeah, same with a lot of players, like Richie Ryan's first few games I thought was pretty poor,
2: and and then later on he turned it around. But there is hope, I think. I think Oliver shows a lot of promise Mm -hmm. in the short time he's played. Fred's been great. Palo Jr.'s on and off. Someone just plays great and some games he doesn't. Bruno, I think they really miss Bruno up front.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He was like pretty much the only one. He created the only goal, essentially.
1: Ustakio looks really good still. Like I feel like he's becoming a very solid player, even though he's so young. He just looks really comfortable playing um, anywhere. Well, I mean, obviously he's always in the middle, but um, he just looks really comfortable, so that's good.
0: Well, Eddies, you won this one, but we'll beat you in the Voyagers Cup. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys want to add anything, or should we take a break?
2: No, let's get off this game. I don't want to remember this game. (laughs) Or dwell on it any longer. (laughs) Sounds good. Congrats if you're listening to us on SoundCloud and Stitcher.
0: Welcome back. So let's take a look and see how all the other teams fared around the league. Hopefully they all lost because we didn't pick up any points.
1: <laughs> Every other team in the league lost.
0: Yeah, logic was always my strong suit. <laughs> so on Friday night, Miami FC played against Ryo OKC. And it was quite a game. Miami ended up losing 3-2. to uh, Tim, I think you caught the game, right?
2: Uh, I caught most of it. I, I wasn't. Originally being able to make it, but it got uh, like postponed for an hour and a half due to weather. So I was able to catch it. I, I caught it in like a 26-minute uh, Miami was already up. Or Rayo was already up two, 2 nothing. From what I saw, Miami was just killing them. Rayo just sat back and chance after chance, and eventually Miami scores twice. Um, and then at the end, the ref gave this really flimsy call that was probably outside the box. So to 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 Ryo scored and then you know,
0: put it away. Yeah, we'll talk a bit more about Miami in particular when we preview them as they are, of course, the team that we're going to play in our home opener. From a Canucks abroad perspective, uh, Mason Trafford played 90 minutes and got a yellow. Um, the next game was between Fort Lauderdale Strikers and Jacksonville Armada. Uh, Kendra, can you guess the attendance?
1: Can I guess the attendance? Yeah,
0: for Fort Lauderdale.
1: Fort Lauderdale. Uh, 500.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not bad, but double it. Uh, Oh, okay. (laughs) 1,900 and... uh, Sorry, 1,097. We're going, like, into, like, PDL amateur territory here. It's worse Um, than
1: the Edmonton game.
0: Yeah. And it's, like, it's Florida. Like, Miami only got 2,168 as well. I don't know what... There might have been 500 people at the end of that game.
1: Anyway, let's talk about the game.
0: Yeah, well from a connector perspective, I can say that Nana Atacora played for ninety minutes and also got a yellow. And that uh, ex Ottawa Fury player Richie Ryan played ninety minutes and he had a yellow as well. Now, is he slow?
1: Yeah. I like, think he's slow.
0: Like with his legs or with his mind? His legs no, like running. Oh yeah, yeah he doesn't run.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think he's still got a brilliant mind and he's a brilliant footballer, but Like, watching him without, you know, your fury glasses on, it's just everything is the pace of a snail sometimes. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I mean, it was a draw, and that that occurred despite um, Jean-Marc Alexandre getting a second yellow in the 55th minute, so um, they were down for quite a long time. Um, Kendra, you watched a Tampa Bay Rowdies-Carolina Railhawks game, right? What happened there?
1: I did. Um, Well... (laughs) Speaking of attendance, uh, the attendance for this one was almost 6,000, so that's quite a juxtaposition. (laughs) Um, Tampa Bay went down 3-1 to Carolina. Carolina is like the strongest team of the season so far. They've been playing really well. Not only home, but away as well. So this game obviously was in Tampa Bay. Um, And uh, we've got a couple of ex-Fury players playing in this game. Drew Becky, of course, plays for Carolina. Um, he didn't play too long. He was al- already on a yellow, so he got subbed off after uh, just into the second half. Um, and then Tommy Heineman, he uh, <laughs> he's an interesting player to watch. We'll just say that. Um, he he complains a lot, I think, and
0: he's just clumsy. Like it's just <laughs> so funny And his hair and like I, I kind of miss him just for the entertainment value alone. But uh, he had so many chances. He could have scored so many goals in that game. Unbelievable. But
1: it just uh, didn't happen. <laughs> um, this game was also on in Sports, and uh, I guess it drew uh, 13,000 viewers. So it's really, again, in Sports, awesome production.
0: Um, Which is why I watched it. Um, yeah. I, had to, I mean, Minnesota, New York Cosmos probably sounded like a more exciting game on paper. But I was like... You know, I don't understand the website, One World Sports, and how it works for Canadians. And, like, make it easy for me. Make it a nice production. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Tampa home games are just a lot of fun. Like, there's always people running around the, that, that hill. And, like, I like their, their, their baseball stadium, what they did with it. Like, I just, I like watching Tampa Bay home games a lot. It's one of my favorites around the league, for That's sure.
2: what the Fury should have done with the west side of TD Place. Made it a little hill where families and kids can run
0: around. Yeah. It's been great. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, Speaking about a club that does everything the wrong way is uh, Minnesota United. (laughs) Good segue. (laughs) They uh, beat the New York Cosmos 1-0. They had a good attendance of 9,700. I always (laughs) freak up numbers because I'm German and I think about them in German. 9,078 was the attendance. Um, But uh, Minnesota won. Despite going down one man... um, in the 53rd minute it was Damien Lowe who was on a second yellow or who got a second yellow um, Ramirez won it for Minnesota with a late goal so he's still on fire he's still one of the best players in the league surprising though to see the Cosmos without points another game
2: yeah it's nice to see Minnesota gain form you know since we're playing them after you know Miami so
0: we have got to look forward to
1: <laughs> great <laughs>
0: At least it's at home, and if we don't like them, we'll show them. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that brings us to the table, which, wait a second, let me just flip that upside down. Oh, yeah, Ottawa Fury is on top. Ta- oh, no. My tablet actually just uh, switched it the way it's supposed to. It's uh, Carolina on top, Minnesota second, Cosmos in the third, Indy fourth, Tampa Bay Rowdy's fifth. Rio 6th, Jacksonville 7th, FC Edmonton 8th, Miami 9th, Fort Lauderdale Strikers 10th. And then last, with just one point out of four away games, one goal scored and a negative six goal difference, are the Ottawa Fury FC.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's only that, one way to go up from here.
1: It's true. It can only get better, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I co- hope so <laughs> that's very confident sounding <laughs>
0: Try. maybe
2: we're a really really good home team we might be an amazing home team mm. we just don't know that don't we? Yes,
0: we perhaps don't know. TD
1: Place is just like a fortress
2: check back next week we'll, we'll tell you.
0: <laughs> but what we do know is that Totti is definitely not going to join an NASL team anytime soon because he re-signed with Roma so we can put that New York Cosmos rumor to bed thank god Um, Until next year. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Or until a transfer window of some sort.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Christian Ramirez was named unsurprisingly NASL Player of the Week as he scored the only goal and the winning goal. I imagine that's his first one ever. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Usually it's (laughs) hat-tricks. NASL renewed its trademark on the LA Aztecs. This is a rumor that pops up all the time. Uh, it would be nice to have them mm. back, for sure. Nice to be paired with the same frame. Yeah, they um, always talk about the second West Coast
2: team, so... But it's just Renewing a trademark. They sell retro gear on the
0: NESL website, so it's... It could mean absolutely yeah. nothing. Yeah. Um, what about some Fury stuff, Tim? So, we're getting more construction
2: at T V Place. As you'll know, if you come to the game on Saturday, that the West End, where the
0: hill was is now being renovated to put in seats. Extra seating. And so... Next to the never-ending construction of the condo. Yes. The never end, Never to it be looks finished. Like the condo's <laughs> done. I haven't been there personally myself, but it
2: looks, from pictures, it looks done. It looks yeah. done, but empty. But yeah, it's like we finally get it done, and now we get more construction, so I don't know how, how bad it's going to be on Saturday, but...
0: But no, it looks nice. Like I, I've, I've uh, cycled by the stadium a few times uh, because I just can't wait to actually go inside of it. <laughs> and it, it is a beautiful home that we have.
1: Yeah, yeah it's, uh, obviously it's not going to affect too much at this point. Um, it just kind of like looks a little bit awkward. But, you know, as long as there's no football lines, Canadian <laughs> football lines, I'm okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what else do we have?
2: Oh, the the store, the OSEG store, the Fury Red Black 67 store, which is will be adjacent to the uh, box office at TD Place, will officially open Friday at noon. So they're inviting people to come down for a rally of some sort. Uh, the mayor will be there, and Paul D'Aglis will be there, and yeah, it's where you can buy your Fury stuff from now on.
1: Rumor has it that there might be jerseys for sale. What? Oh, my God. So, yeah, we they're... told you guys last week that there was jerseys for sale. However, when I went down to the store to pick up said jersey, uh, there were none. Uh, so, the person who was working there told me that only the people who had pre-ordered the jerseys were allowed to buy theirs. And the actual jerseys for, the, for everyone else, I guess, <laughs> um, would be on sale for the game on Saturday. So.
0: Well, they say uh, you know sports is not a good business to make money. But if the business part of your business doesn't know how to sell things, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm shaking my head here. You can't see that on the podcast. But there's people going into the shop wanting to buy things, and they're being turned away for stupid reasons.
1: And they clearly have the jerseys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Might I add, a month into the season. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I want to give you my money because I want this team to survive, but you're making it so darn difficult. Anyway, let's be positive.
1: (laughs) Home opener this Saturday. And that
0: is a huge positive. Like, I can't stress enough how awesome that is going to be. And that's why we also asked our listeners, what or who are you most looking forward to seeing at the home opener this Saturday?
1: Well, Jordan um, responded and said, based on previous results, I look forward to the final whistle. (laughs) Whoa.
0: We're trying to go positive here,
2: Jordan. (laughs) Uh, Matthew Hawkins answers, a rock in section W and an organized defense. Nothing is less attractive and
0: frustrating than a disaster at the back. Yeah, like, honestly, if it's a 0-0, I would be almost happy with it.
1: <laughs> a point it's a point
0: exactly yeah um but even better would be of course a win and uh, yeah we're gonna rock section w i have a lot of energy from the last four and a half months that is has to be and the outlet needs to occur so oh
1: yeah it's all pent up
0: <laughs> so i'm sure you guys feel the same way <laughs> mm-hmm. it's at um it's an afternoon game at 2 p.m so um i'll be awake <laughs>
1: awake and aware
0: and Martin Bird says he's looking forward to seeing all the new Ottawa Fury of Sea Faces in person and $12 beer not (laughs) also looking forward to welcoming Mason Trafford back to TD Place and he has welcoming in quotations quotations
1: yeah Mason Trafford's coming back well I mean obviously he's playing for Miami but that's that's gonna be strange how do you
0: guys feel about that
1: that's gonna be weird it's gonna be a little weird
2: it's going to be weird. Yeah, we want to but elaborate. Why? It could be nice to jeer someone you actually, know, and jeered <laughs> for at
1: one point. Well, I didn't, I didn't appreciate the way he left the club because he had already signed for two years, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, see you later. I'm going to go live in Miami, which I mean, you know, living in Miami, but he, he had already signed, so I, I feel a little bitter.
0: So, yeah, Mason, Mason, if you're listening, seriously. I know what I'm going to yell. I, <laughs> I hope you don't have too many friends in the stands. <laughs> Who might pick it up? Anyway.
1: <laughs> John's a loud yeller. You might hear it on the pitch.
0: <laughs> um, John Fury, who is at Fury in Ottawa, says: A great atmosphere, my friends in the riot, and hopefully the first win of the season.
1: There's that positivity. Yay. Yay.
0: <laughs> and yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone. He said hopefully, so he's not super confident. <laughs> 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 it is positive. It is positive. And a goal. like, mm. like
1: yeah, oh, all goal. <laughs> goal? A goal would be nice. That'd be
0: awesome. But But if you guys start saying all we, like, what's that stupid chant? All we are saying is give, like, all we, what is how does that go? All we
1: are saying is give us a goal. All we are saying
0: is give us a goal. Do not do that one.
1: Not acceptable. We
0: don't like that chant.
1: And We're not joking. Like, that's (laughs) a horrible (laughs) chant. (laughs) We have to support the team. Like, we're not jeering them.
2: And Serge at uh, Sergio758 answers 90 minutes of standing and chanting for our boys in black. I can get behind that. Mm-hmm. Well, Serge, uh, he seems to be a little behind on his Honor Fury news as they will no longer be in black <laughs>
0: unless he is cheering for the refs. Maybe at I'll... this point in the season, <laughs> might be a good, <laughs> a good idea. Unless the ref is wearing yellow. But, um, yeah, we'll always still be a black team. That's in our colors, and maybe the alternative kit uh, that's supposed to come out sometime will we'll play on those black colors. It's uh, definitely something we want.
1: Uh, Finally, Eric Mulligan said he's looking forward to seeing Eden Vered, which I can totally agree with. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I think he's going to be a fan favorite. If he plays with his heart like he plays uh, those away games at home, everyone's going to love him. We'd like to see a good fighter out there. Um, Then we had some questions for us. Uh, John Fury, who's at Fury in Ottawa again, asked us, do you think Doug Leash will turn it around? I do. Kendra,
1: I'm not sure. <laughs> um I think I think he'll turn it around, but I think it might be slower than we expect the turnaround to be.
2: And Blocksmith? Uh yeah, I think the building blocks are there. I think we've seen glimpses of it. It really hasn't come to pass yet, but I think uh travel's been bad. Um series haven't been too kind to them, as it usually never is. But I think uh, almost a full month of being at home, I think they'll be able to sort some things out. And I think, I mean, they're going to change into a championship winning team. But I think they'll be a lot more positive and a lot more competitive by the end of
0: the month.
1: John, what do you think?
0: <sighs> I was hoping you didn't ask me, Kendra, <laughs> because uh, I'm going to get myself into trouble. I have a very negative view of how things are going at the moment. And I made it very clear in the off season, like there's a Reddit thread about where I panicked and freaked out. Um, I know that there are certain positives and that if given enough time, this team will play well. I just don't think we have that amount of time. Like the spring season's already a goner. Like we're not going to win that or get, get close to the top five. And, um, even though we're going to be playing lots of games at home, um, I don't think we're going to be turned into a winning team in in this spring season. However, I do think we will score goals here and there and we'll, we'll, we'll improve, but, uh, it's a bit unfortunate again. And I can only say that again and again, that we have someone coaching this team that, requires all this time to get used to the league to get used to the players Hmm. when we had you know people within the team uh, other coaching staff and so on that knew the team knew the players and could have continued something that was a great project something that mark dos santos built um, had, there was a vision behind it and it was something that could have been built upon and we st- we decided or OSIC decided rather to start from scratch and try something else and I haven't been a fan from the beginning and I'm still not a fan now but what will convince me are results so if we start winning I don't care how we win I'm the first to be excited about it but right now they've lost me
1: fair enough I think the biggest thing that's frustrating me is the it seems like lack of flexibility, like, um, you know, certain things are happening on the pitch that don't seem to be getting fixed. Um, and that concerns me quite a bit. Um,
0: the, pre- the predictability of, of being so inflexible is just what frustrates me. Like, everyone knows how we're going to play. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, we need a plan B. Like, I'm really hoping that this game that we're going to have, we're going to start playing differently because you can't teach a team just one system and one way of playing there needs to be it needs to be more dynamic mm-hmm. coach always talks about it being a dynamic system but all i can see right now is attack 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 and lack of de- organization in the defense so mm-hmm.
1: well the good news is they're coming home and i mean there's still part of a spring season left and a fall season so hopefully I think, I mean, I do think that things will turn around. I just think it might be slower than we would like.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And Darren in Ottawa says, did you guys listen to the TSN 1200 Dalglish interview from earlier this week? The guy sounded broken and defeated. I didn't think that he sounded broken and defeated. And yeah, we did listen to it. Of course. Um, I think he's just a very honest guy. He, he sometimes probably too honest for his own good. (laughs)
1: But I think maybe that's a, that could be a good thing because I mean if you come in and you're all confident and thinking, you know everything will work and everything's just gonna be perfect, maybe you need that kind of like breaking point uh, to you know understand yeah, it's, it's, what it's you're good against. for it
0: to come early because when he did come in at first, he was this confident guy and he told mm-hmm. us, oh, you know I want to be the number one, like being number two is not a success, blah blah blah. But now he he sees that he has underestimated uh, the the challenge, and at least he's man uh, he's man enough to to say it's his fault, and he takes responsibility for it and he wants to turn it around. So that was
1: encouraging to hear.
0: Absolutely, when he said
1: that blacksmith. What did you think about that?
0: Yeah, he definitely didn't sound broken,
2: uh, defeated. No, I thought, he'd, I he'd be. I think he's concerned. I think. I'd, He's definitely not happy with what he saw and I think he's he's taken up blame forward, I think, most of the time. Which most people would agree he should. Um but yeah, he's still, you know, cheerful and I think he's still positive about what this team can do and
0: Yeah, and he hasn't lost his sense of humor and um yeah, we can only give him more time. It would be too soon to you cloud everything in negativity. Yeah, and that's the
1: other side of it too. Like, I mean, things are going bad, but you do have to you do have to turn it around. So you have to get that positivity from somewhere. So it'd uh, be much thing.
2: easier if this this was our second year, and we could compare it to the first year instead of last year. I think <laughs> the, yeah. I think last year's going to the championship. I think skewed a lot of people's <laughs> expectation <laughs> of this team, especially since all the turnover. Yeah, it's a little hard to take. But I think Mark Dos Santos and the team had similar. Issues at the start of the first year.
0: Yeah, we're basically like we said uh, before, kind of like an expansion team again. We're one of the teams with the most turnover, so if not the most turnover.
2: Even the spring of last year, I mean, we weren't very good. We didn't score what four games in a row.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's true. But we those we were
0: draws. Uh, yes. A lot of them. So.
1: But yeah, we we, we were very poor last yeah. first the spring season of last year. So.
0: We were, and then. We turn it around by fixing our defense. So, hint, (laughs) 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 hint,
1: nudge, nudge.
0: But anyway, um, let's take a break and then we'll preview the uh, Miami game. And, um, yeah, be right back.
1: We can also be found on Midfield Press, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud.
2: All right, welcome back. And, um, yeah, Saturday Today the day we've all been waiting for this long-ass winter.
0: Man, it's been a long time coming. April 30th, Saturday at 2 p.m.
2: Ottawa
1: Fury versus <laughs> Miami FC.
0: Someone's paying attention. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> uh, first home match of the season for the Ottawa Fury. Woo! yeah. Uh, what do we know about Miami besides that uh, Mason Trafford plays, dear?
1: Well, they play a 4-4-2 diamond formation. Um, also, they've got this guy. Uh, I always butcher his name. Svita- Svitanich? Svitanich? Yeah. Um, he's he's really energetic, um, but he's offside quite a bit. So if they can recognize that, that might work to their advantage. Um, but he's like super energetic and like really fast, so... Watch out for him and also Pablo Campos and Brad Rus- uh, sorry, Brad Rusin um, are getting a lot of chances as well and playing quite well. So those so,
0: are some- so far Miami, um, do they have a win yet? No. So two draws, two <laughs> loss, losses and the last two they've lost. But I actually caught a lot of Miami FC games so far just because they're the ones on Bean TV mostly so far. Um, they're actually a really good team. Like, a lot of matches didn't go their way, and they're, for an expansion side, they're doing pretty damn well. So we should not underestimate them at all. And um, their coach, Nesta, is a defensive-minded player, or at least he was, As good center back, so I, you can expect them to, to try to have the defense very organized. So it's not going to be easy to score against them, that's for sure. No, and even though
2: Miami's played two of their four games away they have still not yet left the f- state of florida to play a game so this oh. so this trip might be a little long for them Interesting. and a little bit cold eh they're yeah. expecting it to be about 10 to 12 degrees so
0: not not super cold but not exactly warm. they're all but gonna wear their canada goose jackets that are given to them by the staff oh
1: yeah if you're in florida like 10 degrees <laughs> is pretty cold 10 degrees celsius for all of our american
0: listeners it's yeah.
1: not warm Not yet, no. Hopefully it's cloudy that day, too. So it's even colder.
0: Um, In terms of our injury concerns, we're hearing mixed reports whether or not Bruna will be back. Um, In the Daglish interview, it sounded a little bit like he won't be back, but Kendra, you saw an article somewhere...
1: Yeah, The Fury posted an article about uh, Gerardo Bruna and there was a quote in there that said um, he will be making his home debut. Um, so that led me to believe that he would be playing, maybe not starting, but playing at least. Um, but yeah, then when we listened to the the interview, the TSN interview with Paul Duglish, it, it sounded like he wouldn't be. So we'll see. Hopefully, it Hopefully he does play.
0: Um, I think Marcel de Jong's knee injury is not that bad. Um, I'm hoping to see him play, and it'll be his first home game ever, as for so many other players as well. Um,
1: that but... will be exciting. Like, you know, Julian de Guzman <laughs> and Marcel de Jong on yeah. the pitch for <laughs> Ottawa Fury at uh, TD Place.
0: <laughs> I know. Like, a Canadian international has never played Canadian, uh, um, Canadian club soccer in his life.
1: Yeah. Like, my, my Canadian team you know, fangirl its just going crazy. Right
0: Speaking now. about uh, Canadian internationals, Julian de Guzman is likely still going to be out. No! <laughs> um, Kyle Porter um, got a knock in the last game.
1: His wow. sounds like he might be okay. Yeah. Touch and go, I think, somebody said.
0: What about Roseboom? I have no idea. hope his injury isn't man bun related. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, speaking about man buns, what's going on with uh, Gyozo? He hasn't been uh, getting any time.
2: Yeah.
1: And he's on the bench yeah. and he's healthy as far as I know.
0: Hmm. Um, it's a tough midfield to crack, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Um, especially with Virette the there and uh, Junior is always exciting. Sometimes lacks that finishing touch, but sometimes slows the game down when he doesn't need to, but he's still. Hard to get through, that's for sure. Hard to get past, I should say. Um, Fury's record uh, in terms of home openers, Tim. One win and one loss. Both Mm. against Minnesota.
1: Oh, both of our home openers were against Minnesota. Yeah.
0: Wow. You might remember the very first one at Carlton when they they scored that one in the 98th minute.
1: Oh, yes. I do remember that.
0: Oh, I like how,
1: I, like, I,
2: like, I, like how, I like how that goal increases in a time a minute a year. Since it in the hundred
1: and twentieth minute.
0: You know what it's like. But I'll never forget like watching my first ever NESL home game and the Minnesota players are walking by us in the parking lot, like trying to get from like the temporary like <laughs> container dressing rooms to their bus. As much as we miss Carlton, I
2: kinda of miss it a little bit. Yeah, I missed the benches. I missed the benches.
1: They were good for jumping on. I mean, mm-hmm. it facilitated good uh, uh, supporter group.
0: It was a total shit show, yeah. but it was a lot of fun. It was. <laughs> but I don't
2: think an NSL team should be playing on a, a field I play beer soccer on. No,
1: <laughs> that is also a valid point.
0: <laughs> um, what do we need to do to crack Miami?
1: Give the ball to Ferret.
0: <laughs> yeah, just give every ball to Vered. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Doesn't matter where he is; just he gets the ball. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, they got to figure something out. Uh, I don't think Hayworth's uh, doing very well in the center forward. Hopefully, Bruno can go back and fix that. If not, maybe someone else. Or they need to juggle it a bit. Maybe put Ferret in the middle. Uh, defense, of course, needs to be uh, locked down. I think you just need to communicate a little more.
0: So in a perfect world, what lineup, defensive lineup, would you choose? Which back four? Perfect world Uh, would be Porter on the right because I thought in the first three games of the season he was
2: probably the Fury's best player. I'd still keep with Alves and Timbo. I know Timbo's been a little hit-miss, and but I think you just got to kind of keep riding him and just keep playing him until he fixes his ways. And then I'd I'd love to see uh, a bossy... Uh, come in and play left back
1: oh yeah we haven't talked about that yet Obasi's back well back I mean here now
0: yep which is great for sure it it opens all kinds of possibilities Um, that means if Marcel de Jong is fit he could move uh, further up and he can he can play left back Um, how about you Kendra what what would you like to see
1: Um, I actually like uh, Rick Balchan um, and so I would like to see him in the in the defense Um, obviously Alves And I also like Kyle Porter back there. Um, So I guess Obasi. I'm not... I'm really not impressed with Timbo. Um, So if that combination could work somehow, that would be what I would go with.
0: But then again, like, we got to remember that the entire defense is unorganized right now. And it always fall. Like, Timbo always looks unlucky and, like, like, he makes the final mistake. But there's mistakes that happen earlier on that aren't his fault. So the center backs always look worse but yeah he's, he's i agree he has play great. on the
1: side for i think against yeah, the cosmos but he's and a he's center still... back
0: he's oh, a center know. he can't play like <laughs> at the fullback position but who would you pair with alvis like
1: oh i guess there's roseboom as well
0: yeah roseboom that would work well as well that's true yeah maybe we might see that actually
1: john what about you
0: I'm going to go with Roseboom and Alves as the center
1: backs. <laughs> just and then... Roseboom and Alves, and that's
0: it. <laughs> no, no, the center back pairing. And, um, yeah, I, I'd like to see uh, Marcel de Jong on the left and Kyle Porter on the right. Because, yeah. Just because I haven't seen that much of Obasi yet, I, I'd also like to, like, we can push Marcel de Jong further up the pitch and put Obazi on the left. That's yeah. fine with me as well. Uh, I just uh, would like to see an organized defensive display.
1: <laughs> that would be nice.
0: That'd be great. You have to take the Fury are up. They're they have to be up
2: for this game. They come out flat. They're you know playing in front of the first most of them the first time they've been here playing in front of what is sounding like a big crowd and it should be pretty. Rocky. Yeah, what are we uh, expecting in terms of crowd? I thought I heard 6,000, but that was a couple weeks ago, so I imagine it's more now. Hopefully we can get some people on the other other side.
1: Yeah, I've heard that uh, there's a lot more season tickets than there were last year, like, by quite a large number. Great. Yeah, so that will push the attendance up as well.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. Like, talking about this home game makes me really excited, Mm -hmm. I have to say. So, uh, next week, uh, when we review the game, regardless of the result... We promise to be more upbeat just because we have
1: Oh, it's going to home- be so much fun.
0: We have our stadium back. Um, uh,
1: we haven't seen the Ottawa Fury live in front of our eyes since, um, well, I mean, besides preseason, since November. So it's been a while.
0: Yeah, the last game was the soccer Bowl final for, for Kendra and me, and Tim, for you, it was the Minnesota semifinal, right?
2: Yeah, not preseason, yeah.
0: Yeah, not counting preseason games. Preseason games are a yeah. waste of time. It's the honest. academy game,
2: whatever. <laughs> but this will probably be the last episode where our voices are nice and not raspy, <laughs> fully and... functioning. <laughs> Next week we'll all be like ah.
0: Uh, but if you do want to communicate with us and not use your voice, you can do that on Twitter. It's oh oh no, that's not it. It's <laughs> at o i t fury, um, and we have an email address which is hours of fury. Podcast at gmail.com. Ryan does such a better job at that. Oh, than you yeah. did. <laughs> Ryan, we miss you. Um and we have a Facebook group. Yeah, I think.
1: We do. Ours is the Fury. Search for if it. If you write
0: on it. it, we'll read it.
2: <laughs> Possibly oh,
0: on no, air. Read it. <laughs> I heard that with this browser called Edge, you can write on the internet now. <laughs> so maybe you can do that on your own Facebook <laughs> thing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, leave us a review on iTunes if you enjoy listening to the show. We certainly appreciate that. Just don't rate us according to how the Fury are playing right now.
1: Please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, just in closing, if you are interested in coming out to watch the Fury game um, and you're interested in supporters' culture, go to stonymondayriot.com or ByTownBoy's uh, website as well. Also, check out the Ottawa Fury website. There's been a lot of articles written about both supporters' groups this week. So, you know, you can read about them, uh, look at some pictures, um, see if you'd like to be part of that. And also,
0: groups- Kendra is too proud to plug her own excellent article on Stony Monday Riot blog. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> uh, wonderful uh, piece of writing, just talking about why she riots. And, uh, I think there's, this definitely worth a read and everyone should check it out on the blog, stonymondayriot.com.
1: Oh, thanks. But, and yeah, uh, both, both groups are quite welcoming and, uh, would love to, you know, hang out with you and, and watch some soccer with you. So that's that.
0: And did we mention the price uh, for the ticket? Oh,
1: $15 for tickets for supporters, for supporters section tickets. So you can contact either group for that deal as well.
0: Do we have a phone number this week? Nine one one. Do not call nine one one. Just yell, "Officer down, officer down," <laughs> and, and then hang up. <sighs> no, I no. think it's time to <laughs> call it quits. Toodles. So we should really record some new bumpers, eh? Hey? Uh, that sounds good. Hours is a fury.
2: You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Just like I find myself yelling at the screen whenever this team is playing. <laughs> <laughs>